Well, the weekly is supposed to take you a week to get 46 wins to go. Well, Chuck, get better. <laughs> I am Eric Musco, community manager for Star Wars The Old Republic. I am David DeMurray, senior designer on The Old Republic. Uh, Brett Hoffman, design lead on The Old Republic. Welcome to the Bad Feeling Podcast. Chuck and Brian will attempt to entertain and inform you about Star Wars, the Old Republic. They will not succeed at either. In fact, the odds of a successful podcast are 12,367,000 to 1. The Bad Feeling Podcast is not recommended for consumption by Twi'lek, Cathar, Voss, Human, Cyborg, or any other sentient species. You have been warned. Greetings and salutations, my fine old Republic friends. Welcome to the Bad Feeling Podcast. Welcome! How you doing? I'm Chuck. I'm Brian. And this is the show that talks about this game that soaks up every waking second of our lives. Star Wars, the Old Republic. Yes! Dude! We have a special episode. I know, man. I know, everybody's like, wait, wait, is it going to be two weeks without a goddamn episode? What the hell's going on? Now, Brian was, uh, you know, had a birthday and stuff. I did. I'm old now. And like, you know, take some time off. 40 dudes. You know, other podcasts take the entire summer off. We just can't just, seem to get it every week it's just like every, it up, yeah. every, every other week we just sort of like yeah, yeah in, it'll yeah. happen That's when it happens good, you, you know. know it's gonna be all good man but this week we delayed uh, for a reason an actual yes. reason a good one a good too. one at that you know uh, because there have been all these things that are changing and we'll talk about that here in a little bit what this episode is going to be because we got a long ass interview oh, that we're going to give you so that's good but yeah. in the meantime make sure you click on uh your iTunes or your podcast and 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 share that's actually kind of an important thing. We oh. need you to share this podcast with your friends. That's a good idea. Because you are probably subscribed to this wherever you get your podcast already, right? iTunes, Google, Stitcher. Well, it doesn't matter where you get them. You probably already subscribed, but your friends, they need the suckitude that is the Bad Feeling Podcast Indeed. in their lives. That's they actually right. do. So I think what the idea we need, we need you to share this. That'd be great. Whether it's a like or... Uh, maybe a review or, oh, yeah. you know, Stars. a Facebook post or uh, you want to Snapchat your junk or something. Whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter. You can do whatever. One of those is not like the other. But just <laughs> just tag Bad Feeling Podcast in it and boom. You, know, you, can, you can share uh, with, the, with somebody else. Just a bunch of dick pics. Hashtag Bad Feeling Podcast. <laughs> oh, I got a bad feeling about this podcast already. Damn it. And But, you know, <laughs> otherwise you can go to badfeelingpodcast.com. You can check out our website and you find the old music, find our uh, soundboard. You can find, yeah. uh, you, well, oh, no. Oh, oh, come on, like soundboard. Because it, it's turned off, you dumb shit. Uh, there you Damn go. it. There you go. <laughs> Fucking fail. <laughs> Brian fail. This is what happens when he's like got some days off and stuff. Uh, Idiots. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Mako. So you can find all that stuff at badfeelingpodcast.com. You can also find us on uh, facebook.com slash badfeelingpodcast on Twitter. At badfeelingpdcst. Find us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash badfeelingpodcast. So all those things are available to you to yeah. hook up with this podcast. And if you want to support us, patreon.com slash badfeelingpodcast. You can directly support us there. Also, our support, support us the tacos at the badfeelingpodcast.com so that would be a good way to do this yeah this episode you heard in the intro a couple of people that are going to be on this show oh my god and uh that was a that was a that was a lot of fun it's always fun because whenever we go up to uh 
uh, Bioware, we uh, were always like, hey, we need to like make this not be two hours long. Right. You know, yeah, just, just, yeah. Our sort of prep ahead of time, like, okay, yeah, this is the points we want to hit, da, 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 let's keep it a tight 40 minutes. No. No, like, no, no, <laughs> no. We wind up talking for an hour and a half because then, yeah. you know, if I, if I whip out my PV penis with other people. I mean, I'm, oh, ready man. To, I'm ready to go. So you're in for a good you 90. Know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We're, I mean, it, it, nowadays, now that I've lost a little bit of weight, I can go a little bit longer. Oh, there it is. About. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, All right. I like that. So. Getting a little deeper. <laughs> a little more examination. <laughs> Never mind. I, I've got stories, but that's for another podcast, not for this one. Hey-o. Oh, yeah. Well, the, what? The, go ahead. It's my <laughs> Nice. Well, we talk mainly about PvP because, of course, this last expansion was uh, PvP-oriented. Yes. Almost entirely. All the PvP things, including the Stronghold with the PvP-ness in it. I know, so, and yeah. which I finally got, like, I think I, I can't, there's one room I don't have open somewhere. Really? I've got 11 out of 12. Okay. I, and the, the fucking thing is so big that yeah. I can't find everything. I know, you get lost. Like, there was one on the carrier that I hadn't found. Because it's, uh, yeah, it just looked like it was a blank wall, but there's actually a room in there, so. I don't know Check what, out the I don't know what to do. I mean, like, I don't know what to do with it. To like, decorate I, it? Like, I've got this, like, vast open space, and I'm just like, I put one imperial banner on, like, one <laughs> big, big wall. Because I, I, I hit the hooks, and I was like, what is that way the fuck up there? I was like, well, let me just put a banner up there. I, mean, <laughs> nice. I want to put like one picture of Garada up there. You're like, oh, right okay, how about that? Uh, I know that go. dude. Yeah, I haven't done fuck all. And I spent like weeks and months when they announced Reese's Stronghold coming soon. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to buy some piratey shit, some cannons and like dead skeletons and shit. And I'm just completely overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. So no. I like set up my mailbox. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I know. It is. It really is like daunting when you get in there and you start running around and you're like, it's going to take me 10 minutes to get over to the carrier. Yeah. You know, it's, right? it's a big fucking. There's little, a lot to it. Yeah. But I like how you can change your entry points. That's, yeah, that's that actually kind of cool. That's rad. Yeah. Especially if you're going to spawn for the PVP thing. So that if you want to spawn on your carrier or yeah. like and do that and add the group points and things like that, really good uh, yeah. forethought in a lot of those things. But we we since that's all PVP related, and then all the PVP changes that have happened, as well as GSF, which are some of the changes I didn't even know about that right? are kind of in the background. We talk about all that stuff in this interview because we got you know important dudes. I know the dudes that that make the thing run. Yeah. So no. yeah, we got what who uh, Brent and David. Yes. and and then Musco of course and Musco. But, you know, you know he, he, had, he, he had a chaperone. He, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, it's what he does, you know, so that we don't have, start talking about our PV penises with these Clearly. guys. You know, yeah. we got to sort of be. Somewhat professional. We never did get them to say PV penis. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Damn it. It, it will happen, though. <laughs> it will happen at some point. But no, it's a good discussion. We find out the planet that the new uh, that the new oh, map is going to be on. Oh, a surprise. So there's going to be, we all we know it's going to be Hutball, right? Yes. Yeah, we, we know, know it's going to be Hutball, and they we say- We know it's called Sky Shredder. Yeah, we just learned that. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Sky Shredder. Yeah. Now, who who's being shredded? Do you shred the sky? Like- on a fucking hoverboard with an electric guitar? Is or... this like a guy on the front of a vehicle with a flaming guitar yeah, kind right, of thing? Exactly. Or, I, you know, I don't know what, what kind of That's... shredding we're talking about. So. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, but in, some interesting details about what is going to be in that as well as what planet it's going to be on all in this interview. And then some of the uh, the thought process that goes behind 
uh, the changes that just happened. And like I said, some interesting GSF details that I didn't know about as far as changes and matchmaking and things like that, which I don't know are actually true. Sorry, guys. No. <laughs> after after getting in and getting pounded the other day on my brand new bomber, it's like, oh, oh man, this sucks. Damn it. But mm. well, and there's a and they pull back the curtain a little bit more about kind of yeah their design philosophy, but also how things are received, how it affects player population, who does what, stuff like that too. And uh, they 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 take us behind the scenes a little bit more than they have in the past. So I was excited for that too. So let's jump into it. Uh, interview with uh, the gang from BioWare EA and, of course, the, the, the PvP crew. We're here to talk about PvP things, so Great. I think we have probably two of, the, two of the best folks to talk about it. First, we came off the PTS. We had a lot of good testing on there. Tell us, how was it, what was it like from your side to interact with players or to, to see things change and develop through, uh, through the players' eyes? Uh, personally, uh, every experience I've had with working with PTS, which is admittedly relatively limited given our history, uh, has been really positive. And this was no different. There was the amount of feedback and the amount of actionable feedback was better than we anticipated. And I, I, I know, speaking for myself and I'm assuming for a lot of the team, it was just a whole level of excitement that came with getting that kind of feedback. And uh, I, I think it worked quite well. I always like PTS. Uh, I always push for it when, whenever we have the opportunity to do it, um, but sometimes we don't. Uh, one, of, one of the bad things about the good PTS is that we may have set a precedent that we won't be able to uphold. I mean, why do you, why do you say that? Well, I have a, I have a good example. <laughs> uh, the, the Rishi apartment that got added as an, oh. as an example, like it's one of those things where it came up a bit that people wanted it. I brought it back to the team and was like, hey, you know, is this is something that's being talked about and under the realistic feedback we normally get, that's not something we would be able to action on PTS. It's just, that's a, that's a large change. And so we were kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't know that that's something we can do. And so we kind of benched it. And then I came in the next morning and everyone's like, hey, did you see the Rishi apartment? And I was like, what are you talking about? How is that even possible? Um, so that's the scary expectation of just the, the things that we normally aren't able to do. Um, and some of it is because, and Brett can probably talk a little bit more about this, but some of it is because... Um, in this case, the team basically did nothing but work on 592 while it was on PTS. And that's not normally how our team works. Yeah, normally we are working on future updates at the same time, coming in and fixing issues as they come up. In this case, a lot of people dropped all of that and were dedicated on making updates for the uh, for this PTS, for the 592 release. Uh, some extremely heroic uh, efforts were made where there was literally two months work of worth two months worth of work done in a single week like bids that people would spend months on um to various different results yeah um admittedly um it's it's one of those things where this is the first time since i've worked at bioware that i have stressed in a forum post about people working over the weekend and at night because like the internet can be the internet sometimes and then being like you like because we had some issues following 592 of just like people should be working on weekends to fix this and it's like literally i just saw engineers leaving at five this morning they haven't left 
since yesterday because they're working on these fixes. Like this is one of those cases where I've never seen the team come together to work crazy hours to get some of this stuff in. But typically, like I mean, you're looking at a PTS build that's got multiple systems and you're trying multiple things that are going on there. I mean, is, in the future going forward, do you think that expectation is going to be there from everybody? I mean, as, from a PVP pers perspective, it seems like just having the people there to participate was awesome enough that it didn't need the the stronghold side of it, even though that was part of the PVP expansion in this in this case. So that was kind of important. But I mean, if you're doing a new war zone or something like that, half the problem has been just like getting people to participate. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that is going to continue to always be a problem um, is actually getting a critical mass of players on at the same time to get ample testing, uh, which we were able to do in spurts this time. Um, not quite as in-depth with uh, the PvP changes as we necessarily wanted. Uh, the Stronghold, we had no problem getting enough people to test that. And uh, we got a incredible amount of feedback on that, and which was great. Um, uh, but to David's point about uh, future PTSs and being able to maintain that uh, level of fidelity of, uh, of attention, it, it's certainly not that we don't want to. It's just uh, we, all, we do need to have the next release and the next one after that as well. Um, but we certainly intend to continue uh, focusing and giving extra attention while things are on PTS and try to give the best experience possible to the player base uh, as somewhat directed by their direct feedback. Yep. And it's one of the things you can see. Admittedly, we had a patch that we had to release after 5.9.2 that had a bunch of fixes in it. And some of that is because the team went crazy trying to make a lot of changes and stuff going into it. And so that's one of... The, now, the thing is, the thing that's been great is players have been incredibly understanding and positive, actually, about that fact. Like, we've had to get this patch out. It had to be delayed a bunch of times to make sure we got it right. And luckily, it seems like we did um, as it went out today. Um, and people have been very responsive to that. But that's not really a good way to do software development is to put a bunch of stuff in last minute with a lot of work and then have to have a fix, which also has a lot of problems in it. So, oh, it, Luckily, the engineers who were working on some of the more dangerous features, the ones which were, hey, we're going to put... Four, week, four to eight weeks of work into one week of crunch, uh, we're smart enough to actually put switches that we could just turn off if things went badly, and they did. And yeah. so uh, we, we didn't have to take down the, the service for a long time to get that fixed. We could just go, nope, we'll turn that off. And yeah, it's not an ideal situation with line of sight on decos and such, but at least it doesn't take you 30 seconds to open your bank anymore. Yeah, well, and also with, some, with a brand new type of system, you've got to expect some kind of oddities, blending the two together. Right? Yes. That's, there, there's going to be some strange bedfellows, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> when you start to get into there, which we obviously saw. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the decoration system uh, was not built from the ground up with the assumption that there would be PVP. In fact, it was built from the ground up with the assumption that there would never be PVP. So uh, we, had to, we had to retrofit a lot of systems uh, to make that, that work, and uh, certain ones later in the game than we wanted to. What was the thought process to make that happen? 
because that seems like you know something that that has been thrown around a bunch for for a long time. Like, but behind the scenes, like, what what did that look like to make something like that go? I mean, I can tell you where it started, which is really easy, which is people run PvP tournaments, right? Like some prominently streamers and stuff oh, that yeah. run PvP tournaments, and then some. We just know guilds will run a lot of stuff in their strongholds. And so it was just like, and funny enough, this is one of those cases where it wasn't even like me specifically being like, there's a community suggestion. Like the team as a whole just kind of was like, you know, what if we, what if we supported that as a feature because people want to do it? Which one of your guilds does this on a regular (laughs) basis that you decided you're like, you know, uh, we really want to make this for real. Uh, The answer is always Keith's. (laughs) If there's a random feature that gets in the game, it's Keith's fault. This is not a random feature, <laughs> right? By no means. Additionally, just beyond that, though, uh, one of the things uh, we want to do is uh, give the player base uh, more more ability to do stuff on their own. It's the truth with any MMO; you're just never going to be able to make co- enough content uh, to supply and keep the player base fully sated. There's going to be down, period, down periods between releases and it, giving players the ability to essentially make their own content uh, helps both the developer and the player. And it's something that we want to continue driving towards being able to deliver more like that. And this is one of our first steps towards it. I was going to say, because that's pretty much a almost a new, I don't want to say like a new concept for this game, but it's the first time we've really seen that kind of in action in this case. It's like that's almost like a, a sea change of a sort as far as what the direction the whole thing is going. Is Do you, do you feel more content like going that way at some point with, with giving players more options like that? Largely will depend on how the player feedback is. Yeah. Honestly, um, the more interest that is shown in that, the more development time will be put towards it. What are you all thinking, looking ahead to help support it? So it's not just a fad. You know, everybody got their stronghold and they try a couple weekends of PvP. What, what are you guys looking to do to kind of sustain players doing things or, or generating their own content? As Brett said, um, we want to do this more wherever possible. And so I think um, as we are making improvements to other systems, and this was a way for us to introduce player-generated content to Stronghold specifically. So we added an ability for player-generated stuff inside of the system of Strongholds um, as we do. So obviously we did a large overhaul on Conquest. I don't really know if there'd be a place that we could do player-generated things for Conquest specifically. Um, But where we have other systems that we touch and make changes to, which there are more of those coming in the future, um, as we do those, we are absolutely going to look for things that we can do to have things that players have the control to make their own content within that system. And I can't be specific, but we will talk about more changes like that that are coming to systems in the future and how that relates to player-generated content. The measure is basically what the players are going to do and whether or not they're going to experience the content, have good feedback on that content. What sort of incentives do you see for those people to be playing and doing this long-term? Ranked has got rewards for for a long-term investment in time in in ranked play, things like that. Uh, What's the carrot for people to do more strongholding? Is there any plans to give something like that at some point to keep people interested in that content 
because I think about GSF and what is sort of ha what happened with it, where it just doop, and and the interest went away very quickly. For some others, it, <laughs> it it held in tight as much as it could. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh well, if nothing's happening with it, it's not growing. It's we're just kind of hanging out. Uh, that's a little bit of a tough question when it relates to player-generated content. Uh, if you start adding heavy rewards or just rewards to it, it tends to become exploitable uh, in a lot of ways, which makes it really hard to balance the entirety of the rest of the game around that as a factor. Um, so generally speaking, at, at least so far, uh, our, our philosophy has been to uh, divorce rewards from direct player generated well, I'm, content. And, and I'm thinking too, not not like a not like a cartel coin reward or uh, you know stat boost reward or anything like that. The ability to do more, you know, if if people or even uh, logging, you know, being able to get credit for the war zones or anything that I play inside my inside my stronghold, you know, those types of things, so that it's not just masturbatory it's like we're we're getting something out of it love it i get something out of it yeah i think we all did i mean it's it's the well so it's one of those things it's where for it's, me it's just for me <laughs> to, to brett to brett's point though right like if imagine if you could play a hubball match in your stronghold and when that match was over it gave you credit for your weekly that would easily be the fastest way to complete your weekly and therefore no one would play war zones or a lot less people would play war zones um but one thing that is, and this is a cheesy answer, sort of, but it's actually true, is kind of the reward is the social nature of user-generated content. Like players who are who have social networks in game, they are largely attached to guilds, have a lot of friends. Like people who embrace the social nature of MMOs, they play a lot more, they play a lot longer, um, and they like having that social circle is actually inherently valuable to a player to make them more happy in the game, and it's valuable to us because people play longer, um, and so as cheesy as an answer as it is, actually having user-generated content and doing more of that stuff theoretically helps encourage people to surround themselves with more players and be social, which in of itself is the reward. So how do you help spread the word then? You know, uh, when Strongholds first came out, we had the listing of, you know, highest prestige strongholds or whatever. Could you do something like that for players that have put together war zones in their stronghold, put together a listing in-game or out-of-game or somewhere for, for anybody to jump in? We certainly could. Um, at this point, we don't have anything uh, on the books for that. Uh, that does not mean that were it a commonly requested uh, feature, that wouldn't be something that we might shuffle in, uh, move something else out and move that up um, so that we can help support uh, that as a social feature. Uh, it comes down to priorities and... Uh, We'd absolutely love to have a full structure around all of that. Yeah, I think that's a, a solid idea. I don't, I know we don't have any like concrete plans for it, but just being able to maybe give players away because because not everybody goes on the forums, and I can't blame them because if you read them, <laughs> then uh, so, but but giving them away in game where you can just go in and and maybe advertise your uh, not like advertise like because you do have general chat but give them sort of an avenue where they could maybe say hey we want to set up a tournament or something and back back on the user generated content stuff um the users kind of generate the rewards there too because 
if you if you set up let's say a a pvp tournament in your stronghold then you could be known as like the top pvp team on the server because you beat everyone else on your server and everyone was there or they signed up for it you know so it's sort of user generated rewards you get the renown on your server like oh they won the tournament you know because that group of guys I, I don't i don't know and you can make it weird sized teams or whatever you 3v3 i don't i don't know anything you want because it's not like constructed it's not like an arena where it has to be 4v4 or warzone where it has to be 8v8 anymore you get you just get to make your own rules and then decide who's the best amongst yourselves and that that was one of the goals with that pvp uh uh the space just in general in the strongholds was to give you yeah we gave you some loose rules that you could put in but it really is to uh allow enough legos for people to make whatever version of pvp they want so yeah Yes, you can jump down while a hutball match is going in, but what about the guy who wants to play right. 8v8, but you can wrestling-style tap in mid-game? Mid <laughs> um, we, had, we had that with one of the a prominent feedback that came up during PTS was um, when the match starts, if someone doesn't have a team assigned, we want, to, we want them kicked out of the area and be like, we don't. Like, <laughs> but what if someone wants like a third team that's just, you can almost play three teams sort of, I believe you can't score. Like it's complicated, but like there's different things that people can do that are a part of that. So um, there were some interesting cases where people were like, this is a bug. And we're like, no, it's not actually. We want, it's meant to be a sandbox. So you're thinking of expanding kind of the functionality because you've got sort of deathmatch and hutball right now. Could there be a void star wall that you have to unlock or some other sort of functionality to throw in there? As we have uh, tech that comes online, there's, there's certain things we were hoping to get uh, in place with 592, some of which did not happen, uh, some of which did. Um, as we get uh, more more tech on online, we're hoping to be able to do stuff like that, and in in a way that is less defined by the space and more defined by the decorations that you place down. So you might have the Void Star door that you need to to open, but it wouldn't necessarily be hard-coded to being in that space it would be you put down the door sure deco and you put a bomb on and it, yeah you have to that would all be insular to the the decoration yeah. as an example I'm not guaranteeing that sure. is something that actually happens but um uh, we can't currently do that that's stuff we're looking towards doing much like the we talked about having uh trap decos, uh, which was something we wanted to have oh, in yeah, like place. Oh, yeah, like fire traps, acid traps. Fire traps, acid traps, uh, electrical walls, thinking, things like that. Um, unfortunately, we we decided to go down a route which was a much more thorough route of implementing those, so they would be extensible in the future to do bigger, better things as opposed to just doing something that's a special case to, to that. So, um, but... That stuff should be coming in the relative near future. Nice. Uh, not all of it, but stuff like traps should be. And what about other strongholds? Because I could, now the wheels are turning, I could see some stuff in, in Tatooine. The, there's that pit down there that could be a lot of fun to, to throw some people into. Is stronghold PvP only ever going to be for Rishi, or is it possible to extend that to the other strongholds? Uh, to a certain extent, that is uh, by request. <laughs> um, if there is... 
We certainly don't want to take away from uh, some of the factors that make the Rishi stronghold special, um, but that is not to say we couldn't add that to existing ones um, or certain certainly to ones in the future. If, if they're heavily requested, we'll certainly put more attention towards uh, that kind of thing. I mean, I have okay. a garage on Drum and Cost that needs to be filled with something. It might as well be PVP. You, know, so. <laughs> you don't just want chairs in it's there? It's just a bunch of chairs, you know. You <laughs> might as well. Or, I mean, technically, those are obstacles. So, I right? mean, you know, <laughs> if, if I can affix a can, bomb to one and explode them, that'd be fun. someone please make a chair-oriented war zone? Because yeah. that sounds... <laughs> Oh, it's like gonna happen. That sounds it like the best already. thing I've ever heard. It, it will be all with chair traps. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're near it, you have to sit and just wait. <laughs> it's the timeout chair. It's, it's Duck Duck Goose is what it is. You know. The, oh my God! How yeah. is that not a thing? Yeah. Duck Duck Goose War Zone. Uh, it's on. Or musical chairs. Yeah. That's some PVP musical chair. Right? Have you seen musical chairs at a children's party? Like, yeah, that's PVP. That's yeah. PVP. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pivot into some of the uh, war zone changes that we see in 5.9.2. So um, it seems like a lot of the changes are, are aimed towards shortening the length of a match. And what's kind of the driving, what's your reasoning behind that? That's largely due to what is basically the more contemporary thought process and game design. In, when we came out, it was very much a industry standard that war zones and PvP matches were usually around the 15-minute mark. As games have evolved in the six-plus years since we've been out, uh, it's been trending more towards 12 to 10 minutes as a session length. And uh, so we were, we were trying to keep with what analytics tells us is a more desirable length of time for the player base. Makes Does it help with um, like speeding up queues or cha- make any, making any changes of that and all that Certainly. stuff? So it helps to helps that experience as well. Absolutely. And you'd also see one matches are shorter, so obviously there's more people cycling through the queue. But then also just a sense of to Brett's point with it being more known that war zones are faster. If it's like, oh, I only need ten minutes for a war zone as opposed to fifteen more people will try them than they may have previously if they know that they can do it quicker. There's also it's also less punishing on uh, one-sided matches. Oh, yeah. You don't get in into <laughs> a hot ball. My 20 losses, I every mean, week. <laughs> Trying to get those every week. It's brutal, man. It's, uh, it's killing me. It's about 20% less brutal Exactly. Yeah. At least it's shorter now, you know? It's like, uh. So let's talk about um, cross-faction queuing and the sort of the matchmaking in general with trying to balance out healers and tanks. Um, that's something that had been on the wish list for, for time immemorial. What, what was the impetus to make those happen in this iteration? I mean, I think it was, hey, we're going to do a PvP update. And uh, <laughs> I was like, what, what, are, what are we going to do? What's going to be in this update? And uh, just looking back, like you said, it's been time immemorial. So that was one of the things that I earmarked. I was like, I know players have been wanting this for a long time. Could we do it? And turned out we could because we had budgeted the resources to do a lot of PvP stuff, so that was why we did that specifically. Is because we 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 took a look back at like what players had been asking for over over the years, really, for PvP, and and we had a bigger list than what you saw in five nine two. But what made it into five nine two is the stuff that we were able to accomplish in that time. So ranked eight v eight. 
<laughs> or is uh, that verboten in here? <laughs> that's never that. I'm telling you, it still comes up <laughs> all the time. We still talk about it. Of just in what world could we get it back in? I'm telling you, if if there's a possibility that it could ever go in in any context, it would go in. Like even like we've talked about like what if it ran as a limited time event? It was up for three weeks mm-hmm. only as a special event that came up now and again or something like. We've talked about every option of how to get it in. Nice. So it's still, it's never forgotten. Is it not forgotten? Yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> you know how I talked about those things that didn't make it in? Well, yeah. yeah. That might have been one. <laughs> For the, I think, 24 people total that played Ranked 8v8 <laughs> back in the day. You in never their forget. defense, there was Ranked no... 8v8 never actually made it into an official season. It was yeah, only correct. in preseason. There was never any rewards. Yeah, no. No, we, we, we know it would, it would definitely be something people have a lot of interest in seeing coming back. Whether they played it or not, just the nostalgia of it and the desire to play it is totally understandable. So it's something we still talk about. I'm telling you, it comes up all the time. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like the thing that comes up the most that's not in the game. It's, yeah, we, we, that's we, not true, actually. There's other, there's other things that come up. And, and, and we did put in a lot of investigation into it. Uh, it just was not feasible given the rest of the changes that we needed to make in the, this time frame. Yeah, hi- hypothetical question. Would you be willing to give up solo ranked to get 8v8 ranked? Just something for listeners to think about. Hmm. Um, I don't do a whole lot of solo ranked, so <laughs> <laughs> the answer for me is an easy answer. Like, ship it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When can you do it? Make well, it go. Well, but at the same time, though, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a solo Warzone guy no matter what. You know, I, t- I typically don't go on with a team, so... Yeah, I would not want to lose that option, you know, because I like to be able to queue queue on my own and not have to try to coordinate four or five, eight people to to jump in at a team. Like that would that would kind of suck to try to coordinate that. Would it be easier or harder to win trade if you were if you had eight people? You know, all ranked should be solo and that's it. No teams. <laughs> there you go. No, no teams. teams. No teams. Only way to make the only way to make it fair. Even the playing field. Everybody's nope. naked. Yeah, I, I, I knew that was coming next. Bring back naked bolster. <laughs> Na- yep, naked with a spear. That's your <laughs> bolsterizer. I'm done. So let's talk about rank then. Um, we just started season ten. When will season ten end? Can can we say? You can give a ballpark. That's fine. Um, so the current slate, I believe, is February ish. We're we're aiming for six months. So the thing is, we have like planned updates for several months in advance and so we try to say well this one is near the six month mark so it could end up being like five and a half months or maybe even seven months it just depends on when our next game update is going out near that six month mark but we're trying to do new seasons every six months now okay and is there a reason to to sync them with game updates instead of a date on a calendar? Yeah, it's funny you say that, actually. That was going to be the next point I was going to make, is just so people don't get attached to February, one of the things we've also been looking at is trying to sync seasons ending, starting, and all that stuff, also along with just our normal event scheduling so that we can do it irrespective of game updates. At this point, that is not the way the system is set up. Right. Uh, so there, there's there's work that needs to be... It's, it's not just turn on the switch and it... And it runs. <laughs> right. You're saying there's not a switch in this one to turn things on and I off mean, that are might not be. working? We haven't right. looked in the back one. corner yet. yet. Flip that switch and make it work that way. We could maybe turn off all of ranked, oh, well. maybe with a switch. That's possible, actually. <laughs> that might be possible. Well, if you're doing all these PvP revamps, yep. you know, go for it. Yeah, that is possible. Well, I always, I always thought that was kind of an odd deal that it wasn't, you know, whether just like any other event that's in the game, that it didn't, it wasn't scheduled, scheduled. Like every 
six months or every quarter or whatever. Like it's January one, we start the new season and it ends July first and so on. Yeah. I just you are thought not that was wrong. Really strange. Yeah. And one one of the things we talked actually I think I posted about this today actually. One of the things we're looking at doing for future seasons as well is reintroducing preseason. Um, specifically sure. because of win traders. Not even going to lie. That's 100% the reason, which is this way we ensure that when a season ends, you don't get your rewards when the season ends. You get your rewards when the next season starts. And so that gives us preseason to find you. <laughs> Will we at least like know what those rewards are before the season ends? Or yeah, so, that's, that's I mean, the trick is right. like knowing what, uh, knowing what the, the rewards are. I mean, and David, David can talk more about this, right? It's one of the things we talked about earlier. And I think we are going to go ahead with that change is um, there will be a smaller focus put on entirely big crazy seasonal rewards necessarily like there'll be some standard rewards that come every season and then we're going to introduce intermittent big rewards that aren't necessarily tied to seasons that people can just buy with ranked currency going forward and then we're going to start reintroducing old rewards i think that's is that still the plan yeah the the current plan is that your ranked currency won't reset every season and be like season 10 comms season 11 comms it'll just be ranked comms so um that is Kind of two things. Well, one, uh, Eric was talking about win traders and cheaters in ranked. Um, that gives us another dial on them, which is, hey, we caught you cheating. You now have zero ranked comms. So just giving them a disincentive to maybe behave that way so that uh, we we can stop them from getting take away that's not the rewards. Kick. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not like completely removing them. It's it's a, right. It's it's painful, but it's not. You right. know, because I mean, we definitely don't want to. We don't want to ban people. I know everyone's immediate reaction to everything is ban them. That's not. <laughs> no, we you, want you what know. we want is everyone to just play the game fairly. Mm-hmm. So we want to give people as many opportunities as possible to punish the gains they've gotten and make make it make it clear we're taking it seriously. But we don't want to ban people if we can avoid it. Doesn't mean we don't, but it means we want to try to avoid that. So how do you try to disincentivize that through the season instead of wait till the end? And if you're on the naughty list, too bad for you. What can you do during the the run of the season to stop win traders, stop cheaters, et cetera? So I'll start talking and then you tell me what else you want to add to it. So season nine was very interesting in that. Um, so we have, and I, I won't get too specific for obvious reason, but um, we have a bunch of data points that we track out of, a, out of a couple different reports that allow us to track down people who are win trading or being jerks in PVP, just a bunch of different things. Um, and during season nine, what we started to learn is like, we started to have another uptick in reports of people being like, why aren't you doing... And mind you, we have, I think, a weekly or bi-weekly check-in where we action people every week or two weeks. This happens constantly. This isn't something that happens infrequently. Part of the thing is, no one's yelling from the rooftops, LOL, LOL, I got banned today for win trading. Like, it's not a thing people are doing. Um, and so that's part of the trick is we take action constantly, but no one's telling you about the action that's happening because we also don't tell you about it usually. Why? Um, why don't we talk about it? Yeah. Because I mean that it, it's, it, when we talk about an exploit in PVE or anything like that, we seem to talk about that and the ba- and the banishments and all that stuff. Yeah. So is- uh, part of it is because um, it goes back to a similar problem of exploits are usually very widespread. They're, let me rephrase: it. they're widespread enough that you know someone who exploited. It's almost guaranteed, typically, that you are tangentially related to someone who did it. So. Usually when we take broad action for PvE exploits specifically, um, when we take action, you know, or you know someone who knows. And there's usually enough people that have had action. I mean, usually we're, you're talking on the volume of tens of thousands, typically. Um, even if we don't talk numbers specifically, it's enough that you know. When we, 
when we take action on win traders, you're talking about not tens of thousands of people. You're talking about sub 100, usually a lot less than that at any given time. And so when we say, hey, another wave of action went out about win traders, people will look around and go, well, I know that dude's win trading. P.S. They're not win trading. But I know that dude's win trading and nothing happened to him. Well, you don't know that nothing happened to him. You don't know anything about it. He could have gotten a warning. He could have gotten suspended for a week. There's a bunch of things that could have happened, but you don't see exactly what happened. So the problem we've run into with a lot of that stuff is talking about action that happens on a small scale is way too easy for people to simply just not believe us. And so it's easier to not have to fight people about the fact that we're taking action than it is to just continue taking action. I want a bounty list. I want a list I, of people oh. that, that win trade <laughs> so that I can go find them in open world well, PvP and so, kick their ass. We'll get back so to we can take care of it. We'll get back to that in a second, actually. Because I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Because there's, like, there's, yeah. some, there's some things that we're doing that not entirely that, 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 that name and shame, but because um, we don't want to create that uh, environment either. But um, so what we learned during season nine is we started to get a pretty big uptick in people being like, what is going on? Why is nothing happening to win trading? And we're like, we're literally actioning win traders every week. Why, why are all these reports coming in? What we realized is there were some things that they were doing that we didn't realize they were doing. Um, again, not going to go into specifics, but so we went from, let's say five or six metrics that we tracked across a couple reports. to I think we're up to like, a lot of metrics over like nine or eight or nine reports. Um, and so what happened is the reason mainly that so much action happened at the end of the season is because we just figured this stuff out, some of it, toward the end of the season. Um, and so we don't want to have someone play the game for six months untouched and then all of a sudden go, ha ha ha, you get nothing. That's not cool for us to do either. Um, we want, if you're, if you're cheating and we know you're cheating, we want to stop you from cheating, period. We don't want to make you wait for it. Um, in this case, we figured a bunch of things out toward the end of season nine. That's why at the end of season nine, we had a large batch of action against a large number of people, which is actually still ongoing. Um, I should be wrapped up this week, basically. Um, and then we can start talking about actually issuing top 96 rewards. But um, that's the reason why season nine was pretty unique. Hopefully with season 10, we have so many things that we now track for win trading. But again, people who want to cheat are creative. Um, even if they don't know exactly how we're tracking them, over time, they may begin to figure those things out and nuance around it. And so we'll just continue chasing them. So can you apply a non-removable character flair, like a scarlet letter? Uh, so so it's <laughs> so funny you say that, that we, like our engineers, uh, one of our engineers specifically was like, hey, do you want it that if someone gets caught win trading, part of the action is they literally can't queue for ranked for the rest of the season? Because we oh, could wow. probably do that. I was like, whoa. All right. All right. <laughs> well, that's, and honestly, like that's uh, something like that seems like it would make sense because because uh, how, how my, what are the resources look like to be able to police that that? It seems like it's a waste of a lot of time to it try is, to it, keep track of that. That's why the not the name and shame, but at least yeah. the the verbal that this is happening. Yeah. You know, the idea that you do that for other exploits. I know it's a broader population, but at least it kind of encourages people to stop. Yeah, because it's out there. Yeah, we've talked know? about doing a lot of different things. Overwatch introduced a system which that was pretty crafty of like you just report random people when you have problems with them, and then randomly one day you log in, it's like, hey, someone you reported got got hit good job, bro. They don't tell you who. Huh. They don't tell you anything. And so like little system, like one, us having a better mechanism of reporting people would have, like, like PMing me on the forums is not an optimal way of reporting it, but it's how most people do it, right? Um, and so <laughs> that's, there's challenges in that. But I think the other half of it is between our engineering team, David, and a lot of, like we've talked about a lot of in-game systemic ways that the game will stop you from being able to win trade, like backfilling, right? Like stopping that from being possible and stuff like that. You have anything? I, I talked a lot. 
I don't remember what the uh... <laughs> <laughs> David's like. I don't even know where I am. Stop talking. That's I mean, what Bosco does. Like he covered everything or everything I wanted to cover. Yeah. If, so. Yep. Yeah. And again, I do want to reiterate because this came up a lot when we took action against people. Is just because someone is reported, in no way means they get actioned. You would be surprised or maybe not surprised how many people think other people are cheating that are not even remotely cheating everybody any- <laughs> i play against th- thinks i'm sandbagging so it's yeah. all good no, 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 he's just letting the other side win yep. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You, would, you would be genuinely surprised how many people have like that this operative is speed hacking and it's like they hollow traversed maybe like i don't it's i don't know it's there's a lot of it so um, but again please keep reporting it because it is helpful for us who should be playing ranked well, right now, since it's 4v4, anyone who likes deathmatch should play. Uh, I, I'm not going to say... So this is where probably where we disagree with some of the players because some of the players on the forums would say, um, you know, only good people should play ranked or whatever. But, hey, if you want to... If you like that game type, play it. Like, there's no reason to say, oh, well... You know, my gear's not good enough. I mean, we have bolster. We bolster you in ranked. So ideally, if if you want to play it, you should play it. And if the if the community's toxic to you because they don't think you're good, I don't report I mean, them. Report them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, report that, report that them nev- for being toxic. That I mean, never <laughs> happens in PvP. That's never once I play, happened. I play a lot of PvP games. I've never noticed any toxicity no, of any kind. I've never it's, seen it's really weird. anybody call anybody names well, in a PvP. Well, I mean, two-step process. One, report them for being toxic. And then two, get better. Because they said that for a reason. So if you're going to go into ranked, I mean, you don't you don't want your whole team to hate on you. So, I mean, you might want to do some practice in unranked for a while first. So, so I guess I take it back. Maybe, maybe. So it's not for but, everybody. Okay. But right. How no. long before David's voice saying get better is going to be memed <laughs> right after this? Get Just get better. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, like there's the, there's the, for solo ranked, you've got the Valor 25 requirement. So you can't just hop into solo ranked like that. Now you could hop into group ranked if you found a people, a, a group of people willing to, take you in um and and that's Suckers. that's on them at that point like if if they think you suck they have the ability to kick you yeah. and get someone else hopefully they don't hopefully they help you improve especially if they agreed to take you in in the first place but i think ranked can be for everyone uh but that's really up to the community and and they kind of police themselves on that and they drive people off so Hopefully they can be more welcoming and, you know, realize the people that are playing probably don't want to suck. So maybe if they could try to help them along and help them to get better, then uh, I think it's better for everyone involved because you don't want to play the same five people over and over again because you drove everyone else off. That's not a lot of fun. There's also the element, right, of like, and this is true in any PvP game, this is not exclusive to Star Wars The Old Republic, is everyone thinks they're an MLG pro just at all times, right? Like a small percentage of players is even gold tier. Like if you're below gold, you're in the vast majority of people who play the game. So it's fine. (laughs) Like you, it's okay to be bronze. It's okay to be lower than 1200 rated. That's okay. Like if you end up at 900 rating and you're just playing against other 900 people, first off, don't call everyone else terrible because you're also at that same rating. (laughs) And so just have fun, like try to get better, play against people that are around your skill level. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, 
the point. It's, it's only because I get cute of the bunch of teams that are all sucky people, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. That's what <laughs> I see. Yeah. It's, it's not me. It's the other three. I saw this awesome. I forget what game it was. It doesn't matter what game it was for, but I saw this awesome write up one time. It was something, probably League of Legends or some other game. And it was basically like, so to compare it to ours, like if your team lost because everyone on your team was bad, realistically, 25% of your team is you. So it means one fourth of the entire weight of your team is your skill. So if it's losing, start with the 25% you can control. See if it's you first. Sounds like something my therapist told me. I was right? Say, I was like, <laughs> Isn't that basically what a community the manager win- is, man? Okay. The winning right? starts inside, man. It starts in your start heart. Start with the 25% that's you. That really does sound like the therapist. I'm going to stop talking and drink water. So, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to make that meme. Meme that. number two. Start with, let's start with the 25% in the mirror. Brett, you're up next. <laughs> well, b- building on what Musco said and why I said it's for everyone at first it is because of just that. Like, if you're playing and you're 900 rating and everyone's playing, there's going to be other 900 rated players, right? So you're going to get matches against them, and it's going to be a fun time for both of you. It's going to be competitive for both of you. On the contrary, if you're a 2K rated, there's more 2K rated players now that you can play with too. So the more people that play, the better. And and the fewer that play, the worse. Because the fewer that play, then you get the 2K guy versus the 900 guy. And that's not a lot of fun for either one of them, honestly. It's not a challenge for the 2K guy, and the 900 guy doesn't even know what he did wrong at that point. But let me ask you this, then. Um, the rewards for your, your ranked uh, and your group ranked dailies and weeklies, those are a little bit higher than what you, the PVE equivalent of like doing operations would be. So there's a skill requirement for doing PVE ops, and there really isn't a skill requirement for doing solo and grouped ranked, which is why you know, the community feels like solo and grouped ranked should be for higher skilled players because you all almost equivocate you almost have identical rewards, but one requires high skill and the other doesn't. So the community feels like ranked should require a higher amount of skill to get the rewards that you would need skill for. A lot of times uh, our rewards are actually balanced specifically with those more with time requirement than skill uh, estimates. Uh, We don't know what skill you are uh, to do your weekly, but we do know how long it should take you to do it. And we want, we don't want there to be an optimal route to getting your rewards. We want it to be roughly equivalent regardless of what type of content you're doing, at least perhaps not from a uh, progression gearing standpoint or anything like that, but f- uh, from a quest rewards like weeklies, dailies, it's, it really is about, about the time. Because I remember that was, a, that was a big complaint that you had a bunch of scrubs in ranked just trying to get the the crafting materials and all the other stuff and they didn't really want to play ranked but it was the best way to get those rewards it it and that definitely can uh present as an issue uh one near and dear to my heart is uh starfighter um and there has been a problem uh for a while where on certain weeks that are conquest heavy with starfighter uh, you might get people who do who don't know the game, don't want to know the game, don't want to play the game, but want that reward. And they'll take actions that actively hurt their their team, uh, not even attempting to play the game, just trying to get out of there as fast as possible, uh, which that's that's not a experience that we want to encourage or gameplay that we want in the game. And we certainly are, are trying to, like in that case, figure out solutions for it, but 
part of that is just f- trying to figure out a better reward structure that doesn't force people down uh, gaming game type avenues that they don't really want to participate in. But could you do some sort of like participation uh, requirement? So if I'm in GSF and I only crash into asteroids, I'm still going to get the reward for my daily and weekly once those matches are over. But could you implement something where if I only crash into asteroids, then I don't get the reward? It's certainly something we have discussed in that particular case. Um, though you, it is a little bit difficult because you also don't want to punish the new player who is legitimately Chuck. not very good and trying their hardest. <laughs> you can uh, say Chuck. It's okay. No, no. I'm actually good at Starfighter. <laughs> like GSF, I'm actually pretty good. Yeah, and, and GSF is one where it, it can take... It, the, the learning curve is unfortunately fairly harsh, and so it can take a while for someone to get to the point of uh, being a real contributor to their team, and that's a lot of time learning that we might give you a false positive as a, as a cheater. And, or you go in, you're not, you're not dying all the time, you're a bomber, you go to your point, you camp out, you lay your, your minds, no one attacks the entire game. Are you, you were actively contributing to your team, but by every metric, you would seem like someone who is an AFKer, essentially. Yeah, and just to talk about the ranked rewards a little bit, um, and maybe trying to prevent like 20 losses, you know, the, the people who go in and do that, like, of course, we don't want. <laughs> of course, of, of course, we don't want you to do that. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Trust me, it hurts. It really hurts. But, but when you talk about potential solutions for that, it's like, okay, well, we could require that you win every game, and if you lose, you don't get it, and that would work. Except that there's ramifications. Like we've had things work that way in the past. That's how our old PvP missions yeah. used to work. So what people would do then is as soon as they thought, oh, we're going to lose, even if they hadn't lost yet, they just thought they were going to lose, they leave. And then, okay, well, then we could introduce a deserter penalty now to stop you from queuing. But a lot of people don't want deserter. So then it's kind of a rabbit hole, but there, there are ways we could work at it. I mean, would you be willing to lose, say, 50 or 100 matches to get those rewards oh god but maybe no 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 you still just have to you still just have to win 10 but are you gonna sit there and lose 100 matches, lose 50 matches that's a lot of time and, and we may be okay with saying but, hey if you're gonna lose 50 but matches, in a ranked situation that may be that may be different because if the rewards are good enough and that's part of the reason why like personally from a i don't play ranked because I, I, I will not get those wins. They're, like, it's not going to happen for me. I've, I've come to terms with I need to get better. And as I get older, my hands get slower, and I'm not as good as uh, everybody who's kicking my ass. So, uh, I, and I think that may be, uh, I don't know, it might be worthwhile to do the, to do the no-win scenario. You know, like, but I, I get your point about, like, if you penalize for things, they just sort of stack on each other, and it's just sort of self-defeating. We always want to try to reward good behavior and not punish bad behavior, right? Like, that's ideal. I sound like a therapist today. How's, that, how's that working Christ. for you? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, yeah, because that's how the internet works. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, that's the positive message from Moscow, but I'm I'm okay with punishing bad behavior. I feel like it's a good deterrent. <laughs> <laughs> Which of you has kids, by the way? <laughs> David. Uh, I do. Of course you do. <laughs> I don't have kids yet. Maybe that's what it is. Once you get kids, you'll be like, ban them. That's it. Yep. You need 100, you need 100 losses. Sometimes you got to lose, kid. It's real life, right? <laughs> that's how it goes. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Sometimes you lose 20. All right. Every time. Every time. <laughs> I have to lose 20. <laughs> well, so uh, oh, don't make me go down a GSF wormhole. Are there more changes or any changes uh, on the horizon for GSF uh, in the future? Because I know that, you know, we've had a few uh, uh, obvious changes, but it still seems like for my time, like when I queue, I still have, you know, queue pop issues and things like that. And, you know, it'd be fun to talk about matchmaking for people that are new and things like that. But it doesn't seem like the population that's playing in a, would would warrant enough of that to separate that out. We did make adjustments with 592 uh, to GSF as well as uh, the, the standard ground game PVP. Um including the cross-faction, yeah. uh, which has actually introduced a another little bit of an issue, um, which isn't... It's an issue insofar that the mode is now working as originally intended, which is not what the player base is used to. Um, by having cross-faction teams, what is happening is 12v12 matches are popping as the norm as opposed to the anomaly because the logic has always been set up to go try to do 12v12 if you can't do that fall back to doing 8v8 um and what people are running into is it's it is doing just that it is but now because of the cross faction uh it has a pool of people great enough to regularly pop 12v12 and it is it's a different feeling game. When so it's would it be time to start instituting levels uh, as far as as far as I'm not saying like a like a valor level or anything like that for ranked or anything like that. But as far as like matchmaking is concerned, we uh, do have some matchmaking logic in there um, that was introduced uh, with 592 uh, before the matchmaking was exclusively uh, top gear in your loadout so your your best ship uh, whatever your best ship in your loadout that you have for that match is the ship that it would go off and then at after that point it would sort you completely at random onto whatever team uh, and game type it was if it was same v same it would be a random array of players and if it was factional just by faction uh, now we also factor in player experience in there, uh, not necessarily any skill factor, but literally how experienced are you with this game? Uh, and that so wait, is, does that mean like XP or does that mean matches like, played? F- okay, as far, and it's it is to make that an actual uh, with valuable that part of the game. Yeah. yeah, and to make that a yeah with GSF, yeah. and to make that an actual valuable uh, metric, we look at your legacy and how many you have played because you could game that by being extremely experienced on your main, but then playing an alt. And if it was only by character, 
you would get sorted in uh, under your experience level. Um, it and now now it tries to balance a score that's uh, aggregated between your experience and your guild and your ship uh, loadout level, uh, and then sort the team into roughly equivalent uh, scores. So it at least does a it does more than it ever has before it, from a matchmaking perspective. But we still wind up in there with a fresh ship and a bunch of masters on the other side, but that's because that one damn team that plays every Sunday night, uh, I won't get into that. Those well, that, and that is, that's actually another change that we, uh, we enacted, and I believe this is for Ground and GSF, which is groups uh, go to the highest ELO now. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what the average score is, who, the, all four of them count as the same as the best in, in that group which helps to balance a, a little bit, um, but there's always an inherent advantage that comes with any, any group. There's just the communication alone makes a world of difference. So when are we going to get Stronghold GSF? Ooh, <laughs> now you're talking. I mean, like, totally, so I can do build my own uh, GSF strong no, do you, and build an obstacle course out of asteroids. So you want, and do you want the hooks on on your ship? I, I want, on, actually on, on the, the ship on the asteroids. I want to be able to do hooks on the on the asteroids. And that would be a big stronghold. <laughs> that would be a real big stronghold. <laughs> uh, yeah, you thought Rishi was big. I don't think so. Right? No way. <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, kind of let's talk about player interest. So we've seen GSF kind of rise and fall and rise and fall. And are you seeing more interest with kind of as you make changes to the matchmaking and uh, last round of PTS you made a bunch of uh, changes to like ship builds and, and damage and stuff like that has that affected the numbers of people playing GSF yes um, and no uh, it's it is a extremely dedicated community it is not our largest um, really the uh, from for that game mode, the biggest barrier of entry is the learning curve. It is a very steep and difficult learning curve, and it's something that I have long since wanted to address. Uh, it just has never come to the forefront from a priority standpoint across uh, all the game. Unfortunately, that's what comes with having, you might have a very dedicated f fan base, but if it's only X percentage and why percentage wants all this hey, other hey, stuff hey. every percent matters that that is true <laughs> that is my firm belief on that one um so we're we're always kind of thinking forward on uh what are ways that we can ease that learning curve a little bit and give because ultimately with gsf we have no one to 70 to learn your class before you PvP. There's nowhere that is a safe haven currently to go in and just fly and learn how to fly without someone trying to blow you out of the, the sky. Um, which, that's it's a tough tough ask for a very different control scheme than anywhere else in the game. So how about interest in ground PvP? Are you seeing that ebb and flow as you make changes? Yeah, um, the the rewards, when we changed the rewards to give you the augment stuff, huge spike. Um, 
which just goes to show if if we give players rewards that they want, they'll do it. Um, and and if we don't, they they won't. Some still do. So there's a there's a hardcore element that they're always there, and that's their game type, and they love it. And doesn't we could remove the rewards, and those those guys would still do it. But um, to get a, a a bigger group of people for those guys to play against, we have to continually update the rewards and and get better rewards to get other players in there. Um, hopefully, they get match made against each other appropriately, so that the good players are playing the other good players. But like I said, the more more people we get into ranked, the the better the matchmaking will be, and and the less that play it, the the worse it gets, and the more, I guess, uh, just small and I don't, I don't I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you're just gonna see the same people over <laughs> and over again if we don't give good rewards, you know, and uh, it can get old playing the same people over and over again, losing to the same people over and over again, beating the same people over and over again. I played on Jung Ma for a while. I know, what, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And that's that's part of some of the goal, too, of right? If, if we bring back old PvP rewards and put all of that stuff just on a permanent vendor that lives there, right, is that someone fresh to the game could be like, what's this vendor? And it's like, holy whatever. I can get this crate, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what rewards we're going to put on there. But let's say, like, the Hollow Rancor or whatever, like some crazy thing that's just there forever. And it's like, you need a ton of ranked currency, but you can buy it. None of that really exists right now for ranked PvP really in a good way. It's just beyond just the ongoing mission rewards and the seasonal stuff, which admittedly doesn't come till late in the game that you actually find that information out. Um, there isn't, there isn't a constant character. People haven't known when the season's ending. Correct, so yeah. do I even participate? Correct, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. And so um, getting better about all three of those facets of it gives us a lot better incentive. So how about populations of people playing 8v8? What did you, when the Yavin Warzone came out, did that affect the population? No. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean the the people that like AV8, there's a ton. First of all, I just want to say that that player pool is is at least mm, let's see, probably f- four to no, no, that's it's even bigger. It's probably like ten times the size of the people that play ranked. Um, maybe one because they don't feel like oh people are gonna say i'm bad because it's not ranked so they're they they feel more freedom to enter they still say that but <laughs> yeah but, yes, but do you have do. to listen do you have to listen to them um they turn that chat off <laughs> <laughs> yeah just hide that chat just no but uh so there's that element and then there's the whole um objective-based pvp versus deathmatch so on those two fronts, we, we get a whole lot more in the unranked pool. Um, actually, I forget your question. What was it now? Uh, the, the population. The, yeah, the, you, we usually don't see large population spikes in yeah. uh, war zones when we introduce new war zones. Not, yeah, I mean, it happens, but it's not, not measurable in any real way. What, that's what? not the measurement that usually counts with the PvP community. It's more of a uh, long-term engagement that is continued by uh, maintaining and updating PvP is you have players who stay longer who are engaged in the game type as opposed to uh, flashpoints or ops where you get a very large spike of interest in the game mode which drops off uh, precipitously once that's been completed. Uh, whereas PvP, it's, it's, a, it's a steady roll. 
Yeah. And that's pretty true of most things, to be honest. Most content in the game is typically when we introduce something new, we're not doing it because we're like, let's inject everybody into this game mode. Because usually, even if there is an injection, it's brief. brief if it, even if it is a spike, it's usually brief. It's more about consistency over time of injury of of continuing to support those those types of content however when you talk about this last game update being primarily pvp uh, were we did the tide come in for this or was this another wave or did we see a spike there or or not at all or i mean was that then why then why then i mean then what's the point behind focusing steady so, roll. so much you know but you know what i mean it's okay. like why, it's, why are the resources focused there if it's not going to change the metric because it's not so this comes to one one of those things of it's not everything isn't metrics right like there's yes, there's 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 probably an argument to be made we could never put another piece of content in this game and we would still continue to have not we would have a great number of players for a long period of time as, as crazy as that it's sounds true. that's probably true um but that doesn't sound like a good idea. There's still people playing Galaxies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, true. It doesn't sound like so. it's a good idea. Uh, so it's one of those things where um, we continue to introduce content for people to play because it's a good thing for people to have content to continually play. Um, we know that. You know, like we all play video games. You get excited when new content comes in. Yeah, and as a player, I'm not. Yeah. Say, I'm not saying. I'm yeah. just being devil's do advocate that. in this case. Yeah. You know, I mean, no. yeah. trust me. I love the PvP yeah. content. I'm yeah. just like. But wait, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense I mean, to focus it. Us, us putting stuff in the game certainly matters from a business perspective. That yeah. does it does have impact yeah. on on the business. And usually, when you are hopping into a system that's like originally when we were doing the summer of PvP, we were gonna we we're noodling about ideas on doing event based stuff and all this stuff, and ultimately looking at that versus improving the game mode as a whole you're doing in one one fell swoop you're improving the game going forward and a lot of those systems work better when you focus your attention wholeheartedly on that uh, because they're so interconnected uh, since you're already in there you might as well do this and this and this so that it's one cohesive thing uh, especially the more systemic they are, like PvP tends to be a little bit more systemic than uh, content like an operation or a flashpoint. Yeah, it's less self-contained. Exactly. I mean, I mean you may have like a, a particular type of war zone or change like that that's a one-off type of thing, but as a whole, like this seemed to address the system. To, to go back to the original question, there was a spike, but I mean, I would attribute that mostly to we started a new PvP season, but even like the the ten to thirty nine or whatever the, the lower level ones, um, even those spiked up. Uh, the level seventy unranked didn't really move. Um, Galactic Starfighter didn't really move. Ranked moved a bit. Solo ranked is a lot more popular at the moment than group ranked, which before the patch that wasn't true. Um, but that's Moscow was right though too like no it didn't really move that's a temporary thing because we just started a new season those are numbers are going to drop right back down and steady out to where they were but right now there is a little bit of a spike did it at least exciting. shut them up <laughs> no does that does that, does that is that a thing? Uh, I know. The, the, I, I know the answer to that yeah, question is no, yeah, no. It rhetorical. Well the, <laughs> other, the other thing too is like the other thing that I think a lot of people have to keep in mind is 
like you guys sitting at the table are the vast minority of video games, right? Like people who play one game for years don't, it's a very small fraction of people, right? Like in general, games like ours are revolving doors. Lots of people leave every day. Lots of people come in every day, right? And so there's an element of trying to get the people who are around the hardcore PVPers, the hardcore PVEers, keeping them happy, giving them new content, super valuable, right? Um, but then there's also the element of getting new people in the door is great when we can go, hey, we put all these new PVP changes in. We go out and we market the fact that we have new stronghold. We have all this new stuff. That may not move the needle a lot, but it is actually moving the needle because it's bringing new people in for the other people who have left. Like That's just a constant thing that is happening all the time. And I don't want people to panic at the fact that I just said people leave. That's how video <laughs> games work. Well, and it's also... I mean, hell, I'm still... I just bought one of those names. I'm playing Excite Bike on my TV at home. So, you know, it, <laughs> right. people play things forever. They'll right. come back or whatever, but... Yeah. Uh, Damn it! I forgot what my point was. I started thinking about Excite Bike. I could make my own. <laughs> I could make my own ramps. I'm gonna be real honest. I get real excited when you said Excite Bike. I'm like, yeah. how is he playing Excite Bike? I'm gonna like the NES Nintendo. Classic. Oh, the NES Classic. They released it. and I got one for. I keep thinking like, why isn't the Switch put out Excite Bike? Like, come on, give me Excite Bike. Because I, mean, I can sorry. get you fifty bucks. I, that's what it is. Yeah. Right. Anyway, sorry, I'm derailing it. No, I guess you derailed it with Excite Bike. So you're gonna market the new Hutball, or is that just a gift for the PVPers? You mean you mean the five nine three? Whenever the new Hutball map comes out, that's in five nine three. Five nine three. Yep. Of course, we'll market it. That's like the that's like the main feature of five nine three. Five nine three is smaller than five nine two was. Okay. Quite a bit smaller than what's coming after that. Yep. So where is the new Hutball map? It's a it's a city planet. We've heard. Right? It is right. Yeah, we teased that it was. I forget what the, what was the tease that we gave. I don't even remember. It's in the sky or something along those lines. I don't know. Are we not I, saying I the planet? Above. We are saying the planet. We I'm just I'm building up dramatics. I'm trying oh. to remember what our tease was, so I can <laughs> so we can like deliver the slam dunk off of the tease. But I don't even remember the tease anymore. I can, I can give them the name. Should I drop the name of the the map? Oh yeah, that's right. We did name the map. I don't remember the name either. It's it's the Sky Shredder. It's the and Sky it's Shredder. On Vanden. There you go. On Vanden. Mm-hmm. Oh, from uh, from Copy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So the the gas planet. Yeah. Nice. The Sky Shredder. That's right. Sky Shredder. <laughs> Dude, that's ex- oh my god! It's like you were in the pit the day that this name came up because that was that was the jokes. Oh my god! Nice. Okay. Yep. <laughs> of course it is. Is yeah. that your new band? Yeah, Sky Shredder, man. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that last record was amazing. Uh, we said Charles had this this amazing idea of like some VO that we could do with Baron Deathmark, but I don't know if it's actually happening, so I don't want to ruin it if he actually did it. I don't know if he <laughs> we, did it or not. It's it's written. So uh, is it? Okay, good. We'll see. It, then I won't say anything. It's oh. scripted into. I love it. Yeah, so. love it. Okay, so when should we expect five nine three to jump into Vanden? It is coming. I'll tell you this soon. I want to shred uh, the sky. Dude. Soon, TM. Uh, <laughs> I uh, so because we've, we're trying to make this a little bit of a switch in how we talk about things based on what we talked about earlier, which is we actually want to talk about PTS as opposed to talking about launch because once people touch it and see what they think of it and give us feedback, that's when really when we'd rather talk about launch once we really know the status of things. So theoretically, PTS will be probably early September. I'm thinking. I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. by early yep. September. Um, so oh, in so the next, we got another PTS. In the, uh, yep. With in the next, Vanden on it. In the next couple, to few weeks, three, okay. two, three weeks, you'll see Vanden on, on PTS theoretically. And are you all going to host PvP sessions again? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Nice. So what's it like playing with, uh, with, with the populace incognito? It's great because I don't get killed constantly because they know who I am. <laughs> it helps dramatically when I'm. They don't know that I'm there. Did you at least change your name naming structure? You know, so as far as like what you name your tune. 
Yes. Okay. Uh, well, good. the nice thing is I'm it's not, it's my it's my actual live character, which no one knows my live character's name yeah. or mm-hmm. legacy or anything. So, um, and actually, that's pretty much when we play on when we play on PTS, all of us are playing like on our actual live accounts. Um, so in that case, luckily, no one knows what our live character. So are. which one of you was yelling at me in uh, <laughs> <laughs> PVP? Probably. Probably. I really at some point we really need to record a video. We were doing a play test like. Not going to talk about what of. We were doing a playtest of something uh, for Sotor yesterday, and just, I love playtests with Keith are great because he gets so mad at everyone <laughs> all the time. <laughs> what? I'm just like, like uh, he had his character name as he was playing a healer, and he had his character name as Cover Me, and so like we're just we're not even like not everyone's not even at their desk yet, and he's like, why don't I have cover on yet? And he's just like yelling at the, he's like, who's the tanks? Why don't, who's covering me? Who's covering the other healer? It's like, literally no one's set up yet. Going all down. It's awesome. It's so good. Keith is the exact raid leader you want in your life in every way. It's great. All group content should involve Keith yelling at you. So if someone's yelling at you, it's guaranteed to be Keith. Nice. So do you think that was part of the success of the last PTS uh, bill was getting you guys to like do a flagpole and, and play with the players like they knew that they were playing with you guys in there? Do you think that was important to them to get to be able to jump in on PTS and play you guys? It's certainly important towards getting a critical mass of of players to be involved. Uh, we can always use more. Yeah, uh, yeah. and we, we've still talked about, um, I mean, people bring up PTS rewards all the time, and it's absolutely something we talk. It's, it is amazingly hard to actually do PTS rewards, um, which is why we haven't done it yet. Um, but it's still something we talk about and still something we want to do. Um, what, like mirrored characters? and It's that. it's the problem of something that you do on PTS. How do we actually track that and yeah. then give you a thing on the live servers? It's actually fairly complicated to connect those two dots. Um, but And then separately, um, it was nice having us play on PTS it was fun to have like there was a bunch of us in the studio playing and like coordinating all that stuff um but no one know like we say we're playing incognito like none of us could be on and no one would know and that's kind of the downfall of it um so one of the things we've been talking about trying to do is like maybe get like a bioware flare or something that only we as employees have so like you will know when we're on PTS playing because like you don't we won't like the character won't necessarily be named Brett or David or Eric like you won't necessarily know it's us but you will know that person is an employee um, which I think will help some of that a little bit um, in that you can look around and be like oh they went they went an Empire employee and or like everybody stands in the middle and just beats the crap which out is of you. Right. which yeah. you know <laughs> and that's and fun you yeah. know so. I don't know. I like the incognito. Just tweet the fact that you guys are on playing all together. Yeah. Like that's makes yeah. And it's, that's, that's, that's some, actually a, a legitimate issue that we have on uh, objective based PVP. Yeah. You cannot get anyone to play the objective yeah. if they know Musco's out there. They're oh, just yeah. trying to get Musco. <laughs> well, I yeah, I believe it. There's yeah. a new <laughs> prime objective. <laughs> yeah, the new objective is yeah exactly. And so I think um, that's something that we'll mess with going forward. Is seeing um, you know even for you know Vanden as an example. What if we had flares turned on, but you didn't know who it was? So I might be playing, but you don't know it's actually me. Um, or if everybody's does, tune looks like Musco. Yeah, I does think it, that's oh, a, yeah. and does named the, the same way. Does the Bioware flare I'm still become a global taunt? <laughs> the answer is probably yes. yes. <laughs> um, and so that's one of the things we have to balance too. Like we want to play publicly as often as we can because it certainly has much better value than playing anonymously. But if it ruins the objective, if it remove, if it ruins the point of the test, we can't do it. But I think the just the idea of you guys at a certain time, like knowing and either having 
an influencer stream it or something or yeah. whatever, like uh, getting some of that experience, whether they know who you are or not. Or, yeah. And then everybody can guess. Yeah. And I think see that really stupid outfit. I, That's got to be most cool. I think I think one of one of the lessons we learned last time, which I think we will change this time, is that even if we are playing anonymously, we will have an employee on who is not anonymous because we had um, some issues where Void Star was completely broken on the first five nine two test, um, and there were employees on. And they were fixing it, but they couldn't tell anyone that they were fixing it oh, no. because they couldn't say they were an employee um, because they were on their actual characters and we can't reveal that information. And so it became complicated. So I think that's one thing that we will change is that even if that's happening, like I may be on or something just on the fleet, um, just so people know, like if something's broken or trying to coordinate something, we have an employee that can do it. I'm looking forward to it. The map is crazy. So it's does the, the sky shred you or do you shred the sky? Which it's the first time he's ever said he's looking forward to a hut ball match. I think. Oh, my ever. God. What's your feeling on traps? I love them. Then you're going to really love Vandy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my feeling when I went in. I was like, oh, my God, what is going on in this map? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I think this is the first time I've ever heard the words uttered out of Brian's mouth that he was excited about a hutball match. I am. Well, just the name Sky Shredder. I mean, <laughs> Sky rad. Shredder by itself is pretty fucking metal, I gotta say. Yes. That's, that, that's kind of awesome. Dude. You know, and then uh, the the planet it's gonna be on. That's It'll be a, on Vanden, right? So that's a uh, that's what that's the uh, is that like a it's not a mining colony, but it's like a but it's like a it's like a Bespin. It's a big yeah, gas. Yeah, giant, I was gonna say it's like right? a gas giant thing, but it's yeah. a mechanical sort of looking thing. Yeah, there's some like weird docks and shit. And I wonder are. if they're gonna have like uh, mining like ships floating through the gas, pulling up. I don't know. They, there could be some cool environment shit they do. Mm. Well, I mean, if and if anything says like what they did with the Rishi stronghold, where you can rewatch the entry thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe the 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 layout for the pre-roll is going to be a little bit different. Oh, that's uh, true. You know, we talked a little bit about some of the garata lines and some of the stuff yes. that they're going to be doing with that. And, and it, <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like it's going to be fun. Well, it's also it's also a big deal because they're in, they're going to put it back on PTS again. So yeah. more PVP, more PTS, more testing. So uh, stay tuned for PTS things. And uh, I'd imagine they're going to put together, you know, coordinated play testing and, and hoping to get groups in again. And that sounds like what they you know, like that plan worked right yeah. you know and, and, I, and it worked for everybody yeah right they got stuff out of it players got stuff out of it and, and that's that's win-win but that's what it's supposed to be there for i mean it's what it's supposed to be there for yeah and it's funny because like when i asked about like the the carrot um to try to get people motivated to do that i really honestly wasn't asking for like rewards or anything like that you know the things that people would get out of it right. i think what they get out of it is actually being able to play with the devs and i think that's more the reward yeah is is you get to get your input and know that it's going directly to them versus going on to pts in oblivion and playing by yourself for a while you have no and, idea if any of that fucking feedback is going right anywhere. and writing a forum post you don't know yeah, if anybody's gonna read exactly it. Yeah, yeah. and i think that that if you know you're playing with them and they see the problems while you're doing it and they and they get the discussions in chat that this would be cool that would be cool that's a it feels right. more direct input. i know yeah and that's actually the kind of reward i was talking about as far as like being able to play with the guys that are running the game you know and i think that's sure. that's really cool direct access yeah that's totally. pretty exciting so you know hopefully they'll do some of that stuff where they can actually jump in and play with uh the players and do that even if they're incognito we don't need to know that musco's playing even though 
Uh, he's know. probably on an operative. He, he's probably <laughs> maybe a op- merc, but on, <laughs> probably he's not. Probably operative. fucking cheating. Yeah. yeah, yeah so <laughs> speed mo- hacks. Most likely, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Speed hack operative. That's going on here right now, you bastard. Damn it. So no, that's good. I think that's a very good pattern to build for them to do and try to encourage more people to do that because we see and saw direct results from PTS directly into what it came out in yes. five five nine two. Yep. So it's it's. That's good. It's Your voices very, matter. It's very good. Your what? choices matter. What? Your, Your voices bo- will be heard. Oh, oh that's a... Yeah, Your like voices that. matter. Your choices matter. So, Fucking well, t-shirt on that shit with right? like stars and you know, little rainbows. Voices matter. Choices matter. I like it. Uh? I like it. <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> oh, look at you with the damn big brain. Right? Isn't that great? We could be marketing. Yeah, the marketing managers must go. We're coming for you, bro. Yeah, dude. It's all over. It's <laughs> Watch all over, man. So thanks, thanks to those guys for sitting down with us, man. I know that we're annoying as fuck and uh, and I'm ask sorry. really <laughs> dumb questions and stuff like that and make really stupid jokes about our junk and things like that. So. Uh, I, yeah, I, you came out of the gate with like a masturbation joke. <laughs> it's like that's that's where hey, we going. I, I tried to make it sort of. Set, I said masturbatory. I, I didn't know. say I was jerking myself off. You know, like I was trying to be somewhat <laughs> professional. I, but if you if you listen to that piece again, like just if you go back and listen, like that, you can hear me sort of going like, "What words do I choose here?" Uh-huh. Like I was going, and I, like what word, you know? Because I was trying to think of how to say that without saying like with, sitting around with my dick in my hand, you know? I'm like, well, I could say that on the podcast, but these guys are right. you know at, at their job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. We're in a conference room I know, right I'm now. Like, oh, damn it, David, what am I doing? Oh yeah, I have, I have. At least a little bit of sense of uh, my surroundings. Sometimes, you know, definitely not yeah, occasionally, in, not in yeah. PvP matches, but like in a room, uh, in a conference sure. room, I can kind of tell that I need a <laughs> spatial awareness. Yeah, I need to check myself just a smidge. But thanks to those guys for sitting down to us uh, and and giving us all the cool details and stuff. It's really kind of cool to pull the curtain back and get yeah. to get that information more more than we'd ever learned before about how things work and and sort of their motivations as devs and. And uh, what the what the players do as well. Hey man, so, you know it's stuff. it's it's all about ma- enriching players' uh, experience. Right. It's not See, it's not about you know numbers, man. It's not about metrics, man. My New ass. It's a gift. My ass. It's a gift to the players because they're My not going to get anything out oh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> not going to get anything. My ass. Uh, uh-huh. I love you, but that was bullshit. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that, that's like a lot of fun. I have to call him out on the uh, next time we see it. Like, well, hey. we called him out a little bit. Yeah. But he, he's <laughs> like, Man, metrics don't matter. My, whatever. Musco. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> therapy he's he's my know, he's my spirit animal now you can tell which one of them had kids <laughs> <laughs> that was, you're just gonna have to suck it up <laughs> suck it up deal with it uh, you're never gonna learn if you don't fuck it up it's like, uh, <laughs> i love that it's so great man but uh but you know that was awesome man and um yeah hopefully uh hopefully we'll be able to do that one again with the next release it's coming yeah. out in two months Ish. three months uh, who knows whenever that next one is coming out so i think what's cool is that since Hotball will be on PTS, you know, we don't know when it's gonna when it's gonna land, but we're gonna get some experience with it and be able to see it. So right, yeah. I like that very much. Yes, it's very very nice. All right, let's wrap the show up. Um, make sure that you join us for uh, Mondays. Fun feeling fun Mondays. Fun feeling Mondays. Yeah, uh, very important if you want to have fun feelings because you know we give you the bad feelings of the podcast. The fun uh-huh. feelings fun in feelings. our guild. Woo. You, you got to hook up with us. Uh, hook up with us on Starforge. Yes, uh, if you want to see join chat channel. Bad feeling on either imp or 
or pub side. It doesn't matter. That's we've right. Got a, we've got a guild on each side. Dude, you I've can, been doing the fun slinger. Like, I got to, dude, I haven't logged into my pubs oh. in six months. Oh. I, I mean, like, I just, I haven't. <laughs> I don't know why. It's uh, every time I look at that goddamn fucking Sentinel, man. <laughs> <sighs> That dude, I just can't stand that you guy. You can delete him, you know. I know, but he, I don't know. But I, I put so much effort into him at some point. Yeah. You know, like, that's the problem. Fair enough. And he's just like, hey, guy, how's it going? Come out and play me. I'm like, uh, it's going to be fun. Let's we're gonna go have, help a cat out of a tree. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be super. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's get that evil out of the galaxy. Why? Because right. it's going to be great. It's going to be super. No, I, I haven't played the pubs in a while, so I need to jump back over there and uh, see what the hell's going on. Fun slinging. That's what's going on. I'm, I'm, no, my agent and me. Nah, we just have too much too much fun together. Yeah. <laughs> I know how you think. Way too much fun together. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Sexy <laughs> sniper. All about it, man. But make sure you join us in game. Uh and uh, of course, like I said at the start of the show, tell your friends about the podcast and all that stuff. We'd love to have more people getting bad feelings about this podcast. <laughs> enjoyed the bad feeling podcast you can contact chuck at badfeelingpodcast.com brian at badfeelingpodcast.com on twitter at badfeelingpdcst they ran out of letters the bad feeling podcast is not affiliated with bioware lucasarts or ea trademarks are the property of the respective owners